Hi, I'm Marcy McClendon, and this is the Equipped Podcast. about what it looks like to be equipped for the living of the days that we're in right now. If God is sovereign, and he is, then the days that we're in right now have come through his hands. So it's important for us to talk about what it looks like, though we're scattered, what it looks like for us to be equipped or ready or prepared for the good things that God has for us to do during these days. And today, I want to talk about being equipped to fast, which is a way that we are going to ready our souls to be available to our sovereign God. So, let's talk about what fasting is. For many of us, when we think about fasting, we think about it for medical reasons, um, preparing for a surgery or preparing for a colonoscopy. Um, My daughters can still laugh, belly laugh, thinking about all the dignity that I left between here and Hobby Airport when I was preparing for a colonoscopy. But anyway, that is not what biblical fasting is. You'll be glad to know. But let's look at where fasting is in the Bible. That's where that's our source of understanding is the Bible. So I want to give you a couple of um, um, examples of where we see uh, fasting in the Old Testament, in the New Testament, and in the early church. So in the Old Testament, um, many times fasts were called by kings or the leaders of the nation. They would call the whole nation to fast. One in particular is in 2 Chronicles 20, when King Jehoshaphat was fearful because an army was about to invade the country, and he called on the whole nation to fast. And I want to read you a portion of his prayer when he assembled the whole nation. It says that everyone gathered, the children, the babies, the wives, everybody stood assembled when they were fasting. And this is the prayer of the king. He said, O Lord God of our fathers, are you not in heaven? You rule over all the kingdoms of the nations. In your hand are power and might, so that none is able to withstand you. Did you not, our God, drive out the inhabitants of this land before your people Israel and give it forever to the descendants of Abraham, your friend? And they have lived in it and have built for you in it a sanctuary for your name, saying, If disaster comes upon us, the sword, judgment, or pestilence, or famine, we will stand before this house and before you. For your name is in this house, and cry out to you in our affliction, and you will hear and save. For we are powerless against this horde that is coming against us. We do not know what to do, but our eyes are on you. That could be printed on a t-shirt right now. We do not know what to do, but our eyes are on you. That prayer and that assembly of the people came in the context of a fast that had been called by the king so that they would seek God's protection. 
Another time you might be familiar with is when Queen Esther needed to come before the king and ask for um, protection for her people, the Jews. A plot had been um, established by an evil guy named Haman, and all the Jews were going to be killed. And it was illegal for the queen to come, even the queen, to come before the king without being summoned first. So she called on all the Jews to fast on her behalf as she went to the king to appeal to him to protect her people. So that's one of the times in the Old Testament that we see fasting. In times of treachery, in times of overwhelming odds, the kings and the leaders of the nation would call on the people to fast. Well, in the New Testament, we see that Jesus began his earthly ministry with a 40-day fast. Even Jesus, Son of God, fasted. We also see in the Sermon on the Mount, which was one of Jesus' most famous sermons, he talked about fasting. He said things like, when you fast, don't look gloomy like the hypocrites do that are just trying to draw attention to themselves. When you fast, anoint your head and wash your face so that your fasting is not seen by others. The important word in that teaching is when you fast. Do you hear there? There's an assumption that we are fasting. Jesus is just kind of tweaking how we do it. So it's kind of like when I would tell one of my daughters, hey, when you clean your room, be sure and vacuum. The assumption, (laughs) whether it's actual or not, the assumption is she's going to clean her room. I just wanted to vacuum when she does it. Same thing with us. And then as the early church was being established, when they were making important decisions, they would fast to seek God's wisdom. So we see that fasting is in the Bible, but what is it? What is actual fasting? Well, Richard Foster says that biblical fasting refers to abstaining from food for spiritual purposes. The primary purpose of fasting is to focus on God, to remove everything that competes in our affections for our allegiance to God. Food tops that list many times. So when we fast, we see what controls us. When we fast, we're reminded that God is enough to sustain us. Remember that time whenever Jesus was hungry and the disciples ran to him with lunch and he laughed and he said, I, I have food you don't know anything about. I, my, will is to, my food is to do the will of God. So Jesus reminds us in that, that um, fasting is a great way to be reminded that God is our sustainer and he is enough. So when we fast, we're reminded that our true provision and our true food comes from the Lord. When we know his purpose for our life, we're no longer appeased and obsessed by lesser affections like food. So fasting is important. It's in the Old Testament. It's in the New Testament. It's in, um, we see it in Jesus's life. We see it in the life of the early church. So we see that there's an assumed expectation that this is something we're doing. How do we do it? How do we fast? I'm glad you asked. We're going to talk about that next. So check back.